When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with the mask. The mask, Hackmaster, Ralph Toy Vash, MD. Co host, Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brandt Bernard. We're right back, kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Oh, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? And I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. I'm waiting on Amazon Music to respond. There it goes. Do, 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 do. It's been awful everywhere. Yeah, Rainy days and Tuesdays. Oh. No, that's the uh, internet is being overused at this point because nobody's working. Yep. What? Overused if Overstressed. no one's working. Yeah. yeah, well, everyone's streaming 4K TV. Right. When oh. you're working, your work actually requires very little uh, bandwidth for most people. You know, it's like why uploading is it so files. It's more expensive stuff. to have a business account. Uh, honestly, that's a great question. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. I have a dilemma. Oh. So my 93-year-old father mm-hmm. wants to move back home. 
to Minneapolis. Yes. I think that, I mean, and he wants to move home sooner than later. Right. They've canceled a billion flights. Um, I don't know what the flights are looking like. like. Like they've canceled so many that the ones that are running are full. Um, is it stupid to try to get him here by June 1st? No. No? It's simple. Why do you think it's simple? You rent a you rent a no, rent a motorhome in Phoenix. You drive him back, sleep in the motorhome one night. You're here. Motorhome. I'm not driving that thing. <laughs> she goes motorhome. <laughs> I would not be comfortable driving would a motorhome. Would that also? Yeah, because you no, have no, to no, drive no, through the, the mountains. No, you don't. Yeah, you no, do. no, no, you don't. No, you don't. Through northern Phoenix, where he lives. Yeah, well, you, you gotta drive through the mountains to go anywhere. It's a freeway. Yeah, it's but a still, freeway. it's no. It's, it's a trivial thing to do. I'll drive him back. Well, there you go. You got to volunteer. What do you think of that? Boom. You got to volunteer and everything. Kristen Burt will drive him back. Yes. See? That driving's amazing. <laughs> a motor home. I see those things on those mountain roads, and I'm just like, yeah, not in a million you know, freaking there's years. There's a thousand different sizes. You get the smallest one. You're sleeping in it one night. For that matter, just drive a car back. Hey, Gramps, hey, we got an inventor. We're going to sleep in the car one night. Yeah. Boom. Done. Oh. Your car's yeah, big think- enough for that. I can barely parallel park, so I'm not driving a motorhome. Yeah, really. (laughs) Does does Hertz have a sleeper van? (laughs) Mm, Probably. You could probably find one. You could crack one down, I would think. Probably. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to do that. If somebody else would do it, Mm. that might not be the worst idea because I don't think he. I, I think it's. I think it's safer to fly home than it would be to stay in a motel a couple of nights. We don't stay in a motel a couple of nights. Don't you think? No, you you bear down, you do it. Lindsay and I drove back from Denver in a motorhome. No. Yeah, there you go. Thirteen, but it's <laughs> you don't drive. The other thing is he has a mattress. You go, you go down, you rent a, a van, throw the mattress in the back. Grant can sleep in the back. Does he own that mattress? Oh well, yeah, that? it's all his furniture. All it's his of apartment. It is? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's yeah, existed it's living. I don't know. Yeah, it's his stuff. Boom, done. See, we're all set. You know, Kristen shows up, and all of a sudden, the problem is solved with her mm-hmm. home. I love or not. It. You know, I mean, the motorhome idea isn't horrible because then he could maybe throw some of his furniture in there too. Yeah. Just get it all done. Boom, done. Problem solved. Problemo solved. Though. But I'm not driving that damn thing. Why don't you just do what I had told you to do? What? Just tell Mike Lindell to go pick him up in his jet and bring him back home. <laughs> I like that. There's a good idea. Right you could, there. Or you could do that. You could do something like a med jet or a shared uh, private jet and just throw them on that and boom, here. Only $50,000. Yeah. It's a little pricey. That's it's all. a little pricey. Yeah. It wouldn't be $50,000. It would be like fifteen or something. Well, Twenty maybe. Still. I know, but he's 93. you got to get him back here as comfortably as you possibly can. If there's any, yeah. any private plane owners that want to bring a 93-year-old World War II vet home. There probably are actually a lot of charter pilots who are like, I'll give really you, hard up I'll give you $2,000. Ooh, the big dough. <laughs> Gas is cheap right now. The big dough. I don't know about jet know. fuel. Probably not. So, Kristen, what, what's, hap- what's happening with you? No, I have to, we have to run something by you. After you tell me what's happening with you, we run some by you, okay? Okay. So what's happening? Um, what's happening here in Hollywood? Uh, Hollywood's trying to figure out a way to open. <laughs> they are really working hard, um, but it's going to be a tough situation in terms of you have a, even just a 
a medium-sized set, there's a lot of interaction between hair, makeup, wardrobe, catering. Like the days of sharing catering tables and, you know, uh, getting craft services and snacks, mm-hmm. those days are over. And in fact, this will probably, I, I read this and I was like, ugh. They are thinking about partnering up with some of the plain, um, I forget what it's called, like, but it's one of the food service companies that, that bring food to the plane. So you're going to get airplane meals possibly on set. How about a, just a food truck? They don't want to do food trucks either because that involves types of interaction. They want prepackaged food that they can just hand people. The less interaction, the better. Yeah. But, hmm. but the craft services tables I've seen is just a table. It's got stuff spread out on the table like uh, vitamins and gum and weirdo stuff like that. Just put a plexiglass sheet on and say, well, I want some of that gum. And the person gives you the gum. Yeah. I think that's a great idea because that's what everyone's used to and everyone has a variety of diets and preferences (laughs) and it's a great way to just sort of nip that in the bud. But the fact that they've already contacted some of the um, food servicing for the airline industry, really gross. But they're like, well, they're free and they need, you know, they've got the opportunity to come up with some ideas and solutions. So they are looking at it as a possibility. Hmm. Well, that would make sense, I guess. <clears throat> I mean, they got to get the thing back open. First of all, we need to get all these businesses back open because we need to start paying taxes again because otherwise we're going to be under for about a decade. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this is political. I'm not saying that the COVID-19 thing isn't serious. I, I know it's serious. But the political element being added into this is disgusting to me. Um, and here's a point I wanted to to, to, to you and Andy and Ralph and Catherine and I talked about this last night. Elizabeth Vargas has a show. I can't remember the name of the show. Do you remember the name of the show, honey? No. It's about cults. She did a series about cults. And it was really, really uncomfortable to watch because basically uh, the cults in America right now that dominate since things like Nexium or whatever it was yeah, called. Yeah, it was called Nexium. Mm-hmm. Like the heartburn. Like the heartburn <laughs> medication. That's <laughs> a really nice name. I was going to go with the Advil uh, the know, cult, <laughs> the Advil cult, but seriously, these cults are are now very prevalent in the United States. They're known as the far left and the far right of our political parties. Mm-hmm. They're cults. I mean, they're, they they're, really are. These are not political parties. These are cults. People have lost their minds. I, I mean, I'm, I don't disagree because I fall right in the middle, and I feel like nobody represents me. And it, right. it, it makes the presidential election this year for me. I go, who am I voting for? I, you know, I, I, and I mean that in, like, there's nobody representing any type of moderate interest whatsoever. No, no. Um, And it, it's a shame, too, because I just feel like you do need someone that can find a way to bridge the gap between the two sides. Well, there and has to be a way to do it. Yeah, and you're also uh, kind of almost victimized if you are in the center because if you if you don't believe what i believe then you're you you're uh, you're uh, if you're a if somebody looks at you and says okay you're in the middle and i'm a left winger then you must be a trumper you're just not a, admitting it mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that they say if you're not on my team then you must right. be on well, the other the team element. and you're just not yeah. you're just not ready to admit it it's like no you can be a moderate person as a matter of fact, Absolutely. it's healthier to look at both sides of everything. You, 
you can have diverse beliefs. Yes. Yeah. You know, absolutely. it's it's you don't believe the way I do. You don't. Well, do you believe in this? Well, if you don't believe in this, I can't talk to you anymore. Well, you don't and, believe. And the greatest things get accomplished when there's a think tank, when there's many people. Throwing right, out ideas right. and coming up with solutions. Much like this show. That's right, spitballing. We're always spitballing. Like a, yeah. It's a think tank right here is what it is. So, Kristen, I was just telling Ralphie before the show started that I saw some video last night of a woman who's the next-door neighbor of Tara Reid, the woman who claims that uh, Joe Biden inserted his fingers into her oh. and sexually harassed the hell out of her. And the neighbor said, she told me that years ago when it happened, I do believe her. There's no question in my mind that he did it. She's telling the truth. She's not been a, much of a liar since I've known her. So I know she's telling the truth that it actually did happen. And then there was a pause. And then she said, except for I must tell you, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden because I don't like Donald Trump. <laughs> How insane are you? You'd rather vote... For a, well, although Donald Trump's been accused of sexual harassment too. Yeah. So you yeah, I was just going to say we have mm. we have two guys, and it's it's equal footing, honestly, on on that one. I mean, we've seen the footage with Donald Trump. Um, and, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like we either are going to find a third candidate, which is not going to happen at this point, or you have to vote with other interests. I don't know. I, you know, it is one of those things because they're, they're both awful. And if you're a woman and you do care about people being sexually harassed, you go, who do you vote for at that point? Exactly. Well, Jesse, out the election? No. Jesse Ventura, he might be uh, the Green Party candidate. Yep. I saw that. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> she starts <laughs> laughing. She, that's really nice. She started laughing. She says, oh, I'm available, Jesse. <laughs> I'm available to be VP. No, I'm not. Um, uh, here's the thing. It's, um, <laughs> I always thought he would throw his hat in the ring. I have to be honest. I yeah. think that that is something he's always had in the back of his mind. Mm -hmm. I don't think that this is the right time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or is it? Or is this the perfect time? <laughs> well, it's just, it's the well, right he's not old enough. He's only in his 60s. Yeah, not... but, but that's uh, what no. I'm saying. Is this the perfect time? It's like everybody sucks. Why not right. just throw some, right. you know, wild card in there and just be, yeah, and just say, okay. Both, yeah. <laughs> both of your parties are really broken. Uh, fix it, or we're going to get these kind of guys in here. I, I mean... Honestly, in some ways, I just want him to run because that way we can, if he can get on the ballot, like, let's have a debate with the three of them because that would just be insanity. <laughs> oh, and I'd my love God. See, you guys, come on, you would love to see Jesse up against Trump. That's you true. Know it. And then Biden, like, would be like, uh. He wouldn't know what to say between the two of them. No. I'm sure that that's true. Uh, we're going to head into break. I have to ask you a question, Kristen. You know the comedy writer on Saturday Night Live, Curvy Enthusiasm, and Gary Shandling show? Is it Alan Zweibel or Zweibel? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. Did you listen on YouTube? I always go to YouTube for pronunciation. Z-W-E-I-B-E-L. German, it would probably be Zweibel. It'd be Zweibel, but I don't know if it's how you pronounce it. I know, it's Americanized all the time. Yeah, that's true. German would be the V. Zweibel? Zweibel. It would be as viable. What do you got, Andy? Not a ton. Well, we'll take a break here. We'll be right back more with Kristen Burt and family. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. 
So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The X-Chat Gap, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The X-Check app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. X-Check. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Alan Zweibel, is that what you think they should go with? Sounds yeah. right. All right, I think that's pro- I think that is how he pronounces his name. I just want- I like to pronounce people's names correctly. No, actually, Tom, that's pronounced poof puff. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you never know. That's true. People love to have a different pronunciation of everything. I remember my mother. Now, my my mother, Kristen. My mother was born in the same town as your quarterback's mother. They're the two most famous people born in the town of Browerville, Minnesota. My mother and Tom Brady's mother. Who's no longer my quarterback. Because yeah, that's right. He now goes to Tampa. That's right. They had a hell of a draft, too. That Tampa team's going to be good. Gronk is there, too, now. Gronk also Gronk. left. Gronk. Yeah, I love that they got the two of them back. No, that's I agree. Team. I do agree. So, yeah, Catherine and I are watching this Elizabeth Vargas show. It's about cults, and I, I can't remember the name of the damn thing. But the whole time we're watching I'm looking at Catherine going, this is like the politicians in America. It's the same thing. It is. It's like, unless you believe what I believe, I will destroy your life, and which is what they did. Yeah, they did this, uh, what did they, they called it something where, okay, so to get to the next level, you would have to incriminate yourself by writing letters to your family about how much you um, resented this and hated right, that right. and take a nude photo of you so that they could blackmail you if you went back, if you left the cult. Nude photo of me wouldn't be worth anything. <laughs> Come on. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just saying. No, so no, they, no, no, no. <laughs> that's what, so that's the kind of thing that they did so that you wouldn't leave the cult, so that they could blackmail yeah. you. It's like, um, so what kind of fucked up situation yeah, I know. is this? I'd be like, no, I don't think so. Now, Kristen, when you got married, how many years have you been married now? Almost four. Almost four what? years. What? 
Seems like you just got married a couple of years ago. I know, it seems like, but I knew it was longer. Amazing. Has your husband ever demanded that that you brand his initials into your skin? (laughs) No, he has not. Um, (laughs) That's good to hear. And and there's there's a thing. There's kind of um, in especially in Hollywood, there is a big um, sort of curse that people believe in that if you get your significant other's like name or initials, or you get the like the ring tattoo on your wedding ring finger, that you'll wind up divorced. Really. It happens a lot. Well, it's Hollywood. Everybody gets <laughs> yeah. divorced. Well, divorced I think left and right out the there. name thing makes sense because that is traditionally seen as something that young, dumb people do two weeks after they start dating because they think they're going to be for, together forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, I, I asked Lindsay to brand my initials on her, and she says, maybe, you're, maybe your next wife will do that. Maybe the next round. <laughs> well, remember Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder. It's oh. my favorite story oh, of all time. Yeah. He had a tattoo on his arm that said Winona Forever. They broke up, and he had the N.A. taken off, so it just says Wino Forever. (laughs) 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 That's pretty good. Wino Forever. Uh, That's a really good um, use of that tattoo. And he's, and he's not wrong, so yeah, if he's it not wrong. It totally fits. <laughs> yeah, it's wine. As long as the wine is sixty bucks a bar, sixty thousand a bottle, he'll, he'll yeah. go for it. I've had more than one patient that's come in and had had a tattoo, and it just seems in an odd location or an odd subject or something. And when they ask it, oh, I was covering something else up. I was covering someone's name up that didn't uh, work out. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't just, know. I just. No. Uh, Rather interesting. I don't know. It's there's a guy right now. As a matter of fact, he has a thousand tattoos, and he's adding a new tattoo every day until the coronavirus thing ends. How's he doing that? Is he a tattoo artist himself? Yes, he's doing it himself. Mm. He has now tattooed the bottom of his left foot. Oh, that had to feel good. That's not an easy yeah, I, I, yeah, no. That's all I have to say is, yeah, no. I don't think so. None for me. If you're, if you're going to get the initials or the name of a significant other put on your body, other than your children, other than your children, you always want to put it someplace where it's easy to cut off. Like your butt. You don't have to use the laser. You got where you can easily cut it off. So a place where there's lots of extra skin, that's where you want to put it because then you can just shave it off, cut it off with a piece of skin and throw it away. It's a simple thing. <laughs> throw cheap, it away. Cheap. And it just you trade it for a little scar, no problem at all. That's my recommendation. Okay. All right. Mm. Full disclosure, ladies and gentlemen, I have a friend. I won't name him, but he wanted to get a tattoo on his calf. <clears throat> okay. So he did, and he came back, and I said, why did you get that tattooed on your leg? He goes, what do you mean? I said, you're going to be walking around the rest of your life with 69 kid on your calf. He goes, actually... Because he was born in 69? No. He said, I was lucky to have caught that. And I said, what do you mean? He said, what happened was, is the tattoo artist, as they're known, wrote the word kid first and was supposed to write the kid. Mm. Only he started with the E, and the E was backwards. (laughs) He tattooed the E backwards so they just close the top of the e to make it nine and then put a six and uh, so it said 69 kid 
He has 69 kids for the rest of his life because a tattoo artist don't they, like, didn't know how to tattoo They, they don't do a little design on your leg to show you what you it looks think? like? God, you think. Maybe not back then. They Pencil didn't. it in. Yeah. But it exactly. Said, it's 69 kid. And now, oh, and he's now, God. I believe, 71. So that probably looks really good mm. on a 71-year-old man, I would oh. think. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, that looks... that. That's... <laughs> That's a tough one. The only Catholic tattoo you're supposed to get is the Iron Man tattoo. If you finish the Iron Man, you get the Iron Man tattoo. Then you get that. That's, that's the only one on your calf. So, Kristen, if your husband had 69 kid on his left calf, would he have to wear long pants to the beach every day? <laughs> every day. He's off to the beach, yes. Uh, <laughs> neither of us have a tattoo, so I can't even entertain that idea. Yeah, Catherine and I don't have a tattoo people. either. We're yeah. square. We're like that, I think too. it's a very rare thing to not have a tattoo now. I think more people are tattooed than not. I agree. And I always thought the only tattoo I would like to get, and this is never going to happen because this doesn't even exist in my world, but is if I were an Olympian, I would get the Olympic rings, like, maybe, like, right there on my inner wrist, like a small one. Yeah. Um, just because I think that's a cool accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people do it, but I'm never going to be an Olympian, so it doesn't matter. Well, that follows the original uh, purpose of tattoos in Tahiti. Yeah. Is that... The conquests the, and such. Yeah, the the whole idea of the tattoo that you, that's been put on your leg is all this, uh, a story of your life. Mm-hmm. So if you oh, really? save somebody's life or save a child's life or something, then you get this particular tattoo pattern that shows everybody, hey, I saved someone's life. Oh. Or... You know, I I am I am married, or I I have three wives, or whatever whatever the deal is. You know, you have this sort of story that's on your leg, so people are going to look at you and meet you and go, "Hey, pretty good guy." Yeah. I want to get a tattoo like a Maori and then do the haka every night before I go to bed. Yeah. You do have a thing about those. Yeah, maybe people. with your next wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe with your next wife. <laughs> Sounds that's like really that's what nice. you're doing down there anyway. What? <laughs> All your weird noises. What are you talking about? <laughs> your throat clearing and stomping around. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, I suppose that is true. I sound like I'm doing the haka. <laughs> you ever seen anybody do the haka, Kristen? No. The haka is a Maori dance, and it's very aggressive. It's a lot of foot stomping. It's like and a arm. warrior thing, It's right? a warrior thing, yes. yes, exactly. It actually is really, really cool to see. Yeah. And if you ever get a chance to see it live, it's pretty damn amazing. You can see it on YouTube. A lot of yeah, tongue, it's on YouTube. A lot of yeah. weird tongue things. Yeah, a lot of weird tongue things. Too. There's a lot of tongue <laughs> in it. That's true. <laughs> you, know, I've about that. you know, wide open eyes, wide open eyes. Yeah, looking, you know, staring, trying to look scary. That whole deal. So you know, look at all. All you do when you tune into the show here is get an education. That's all that ever happens. You know what I mean? We'll be on YouTube all day. Fall down a rabbit hole of all unusual dances. Yeah, there you go. Just keep watching unusual dance after unusual dance. That'd be good. Oh, there you go. You could do that. You could uh, make that as a suggestion on one of the dance shows. They could do a cultural. I'm surprised they haven't, honestly. Yeah, native dances. That would be kind of interesting. That's cultural appropriation. Way to ruin their lives. Way to go. No. Is it? I don't know. You can't do other cultures because that's appropriation. well, so you think you can dance just Tahitian dance. Um, oh, there you they go. do African jazz. And they have people that are trained and part of the community coming into choreograph. So I think that it works in that context. And, of course, the Baptists. Why don't Baptists ever have sex standing up? 
Because no. people might think they're dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a reference to the old rules of the Baptist Church, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Dear. Why did they not like dancing? I never well, understood. Oh, that. Is that even real? Oh, because, oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Because mm. the da- the dancing. Well, it's it's uh, it's like the naval definition of dancing, and that's a naval engagement without the loss of seamen. Mm. Thank uh, you, Lord. Thank what's you very happening much. around here? here. So, what a show! What a show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. What? 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 <laughs> We're good to go, Kristen. Oh, Kristen, that was a, that was a wonderful presentation. That was told by my chief of plastic surgery. I can't believe <laughs> I can't believe that I haven't that they haven't responded to that or had a reaction to that. Was that a yawn? I heard more than anything. Uh, am I supposed to laugh at everything? Is that my job? Like, oh, nah. I'm, I'm Ed McMahon. Oh, no, that would that would be you know that would be that would be blonde shaming. Uh, all blondes <laughs> laugh at everything. Oh. They do. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a real redhead. I mean, I'm not a real blonde. I'm a redhead. So. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you Lucille Ball? If, if, if you were to not be blonde, would it be Lucille Ball red? It, no, it wouldn't be that red. It'd be like a strawberry blonde. Like Catherine. So more strawberry red. versus blonde. Yeah, very few people are Lucille Ball red. I suppose that In fact, it, Lucille Ball wasn't Lucille Ball right? Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, really? She dyed her hair that I color? wonder what yeah. she would have looked like with another hair color. Are there any photos the out black there hair? of her? With, well, I think sh- she did blonde at one point, if did I she? recall. Did she really? So, she, I feel like, oh, let me see if I can find it. I feel like there's no, an Oscars photo of her with blonde hair. Hmm. I think she also did oh, about oh, yeah, there are. a day. And she does <clears> not look at all like the same person. Really? Mm-hmm. She's a very pretty woman, isn't she? Yeah, she was a beautiful, wow. beautiful yeah. woman. Mm-hmm. Beautiful woman. Did anybody Before see the, the SIGs took that out. Did yeah, anybody see the uh, Will and Grace episode where um, she, Deborah yeah. Messing? Oh, yeah, it was She terrific. looked exactly she like did. her. She, she did. did. She did. It was. She really did. did a good crazy, job, yeah. too. She did a really good job with that bit, absolutely. Well, I think she's always been channeling Lucille Ball. To mm, some degree, yeah. For sure. We'll take a break. Be right back with Kristen Burt and the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Here comes the sun. Love this song. The reason he's playing this, uh, I will tell you. It is pouring rain today in Minneapolis and St. Paul. No sun today. It is pouring. We kind of need the rain. It's all right. We did. It's true. So, Kristen, anything new? Not, not, 
No, you're sheltered in place, so you've been watching a lot of TV. I've been watching some TV. Um, a lot of like the work I've had to do is like going back, to, and this is what's happening because there's not a lot of new content coming out. A lot of entertainment sites are going back and rewatching shows. And, you know, getting, like, a 10-year perspective uh, hmm. perspective on what, does it still hold up? Is it still good? Should it have this been a big hit? I've seen it. I'm doing it. I've seen it on Hollywood Reporter. I've seen Variety do it. So I had to go back and watch Heart of Dixie again. <laughs> and so there's a lot of that happening, and there's going to be a lot of that coming, too, because right now um, you don't have any shows that are in production, and they're going to start running out of programming soon enough. Yeah. Yeah, they are going to start running. And I don't know about movies. Or they're going to all be on hold for quite a while. Uh, well, as of right now, there are a couple movies that are still on the schedule. Really? I know that Soul, um, which is Pixar's animated movie, that is still on for late June. And then you have, um, I'm trying to think, uh, Mulan is still on the schedule. Now that moved from March, but now it's coming out in July. So they're hoping that theaters will be open by then. But if there aren't theaters, enough theaters open to, you know, obviously make their dollars back, they will push it again. But Disney's running up against a problem where they have so much content over the next two years already scheduled, they're running out of weekends. Oh. God. I remember having a talk with you about Netflix was sitting on a ton of shows. They do have a lot of content, and they are probably the one of the few that are in a really good position where they can stretch out the content a little bit because they have greenlit so many shows. And for a while, we've all been like, I don't even know what's on Netflix anymore because there's like 16 new shows every Friday coming out. Well, now they're able to stretch it out a little bit longer depending on when Hollywood gets back to set and back to working again. So, so you mentioned Disney having so much content. Is this animated content they're speaking of? Oh, it is everything. It includes... Everything from um, Avengers, not Avengers, but, you know, Marvel right. situation. You've got Pixar. You also have Disney Animation Studios. They are in a lot of trouble because they've got big tentpole movies, and they have come up with a strategy over the last decade where they say, well, in 2025, we've got the next Star Wars project coming out. They've already staked out the weekend. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Some of these things are done, and you're just sitting there thinking, we're going to have a traffic jam of content when it comes to films over the next couple of years. But I think what also is going to happen, and, and this was kind of big news today, Trolls, which uh, the sequel, has earned over $100 million already from video on demand. Really? So I think wow, smaller movies like this are going to just stay video on demand. Yeah. And then when the theaters open, it's just going to be the big blockbuster tentpole movies that we need to see. All the indies, all the smaller ones are going to have to rethink their model. You know, there is some word that people are not going to go back to movie theaters and places like that when the pandemic passes. I don't know. What do you think of that? Do you think people will go back into movie theaters? People will go eventually. They're not yeah. going to go immediately, though. I, you know, I know a lot of people. I have a lot of friends that are saying, I'm not going anywhere without a vaccine in terms of large crowds. Um, when it comes to travel, when it mm. comes to conventions, when it comes to movie theaters, I think... Um, herd immunity if that happens before we get a vaccine that will help a lot other things like um you know if, if you some other people i think are just 
more risk takers and are willing to do it, but they're going to have to come up with a lot of social distancing plans. They're not going to be able to sell every seat in the theater. The days of sold-out theaters right now are not in existence. No, it's very, very true. I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see because Americans traditionally have very short memories when it comes to yeah, things. It's usually two, three months, and then it's like, what? What happened? But if, but if you go to the theater with uh, your significant other, Mm-hmm. You don't want to sit six feet apart. No, no, you don't have to though. No. Oh, if you live together, you don't have. No, to. but but if they if if they institute, each seat has to be six feet apart when you oh. go to the oh, theater. There's nowhere else to sit. There's know. no no place else to sit. Then That's you you true. wouldn't be able to hold hands. I mean, there, there's there's a certain element of physical contact that that is part of going to the movies or parting watching a movie with your significant other uh, on the sofa. I mean, not. It just well, couldn't you? Wouldn't you sit with your family members and then they do six feet for the next party? Well, I, I, yeah, but then they don't. At some at some point, they're going to have six seats that only one person is going to be sitting in, or two people are going to sit in. See, I'm going to love that. I yeah, love, and I, think I don't like people sitting. Right next to me. Yeah, and they need yeah. to sell tickets. They'd rather sell one ticket than no ticket. That's, That's my true. thought. That they're you're, they're just going to have to take it and deal with it. Yeah. Here's um, what I love is that Catherine just made the announcement. Uh, she's very happy to not sit with me in the theater. Not <laughs> you. I don't like it when other people. It's, it's like, it's like go. you go to a theater, and we usually wait until something's been out for a little while so it's not crowded. And you go in, and you pick your seats online, and you're, you know, you're like, okay, so there's a cluster of people over here. So you try to stay away from people, and then you know people come and sit right next to you. The whole thing's open, and they have to come and sit right in front of you or right in back of you. It's like I've never understood that. It's like get away. I don't want to. I've never wanted them to cough on me or sneeze on me or see their see their cell phone lights, you know, on all the time. Take your seat. Take your back of your seat. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, it's like I'm going to be thrilled with the whole six feet apart thing. Christian, well, the one thing I'm excited about is that the airlines have to rethink uh, the middle seats. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that'll be great. Mm. Yeah, they're thinking about, have you seen some of the designs that they're thinking about putting the middle seat facing backwards and then putting up, like, you know, those sneeze guards kind of thing in between the two seats on to the left and right? Well, that's no. not good. I don't know. No, I don't like going backwards. So then you got to get out of the plane. you got these sneeze guards getting in the way. Yeah, really. Uh, nope. Nope. I don't know. I don't know how that Not would work. I know there's there's talk about architecture changing how they design things for uh, going forward to building because everybody wants a balcony now. Everybody wants an outdoor space in case yeah. this happens again. Because can you imagine being in a little tiny apartment without yep. any? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm in a condo with a balcony, and uh, I'm done. I was like, we need a backyard. This is terrible. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I yeah, totally agree. It, yeah. it is. Yeah, so will this push push people okay. out of dense living? Yeah. yeah, I'm done. Well, they're talking about making dense living. Um, well, they, they're, they're in this article that I was reading. Uh, they said, oh, well, rooftop gardens are going to become a thing. It's like, no, they will shut those down. Rooftop gardens are great, but they will shut those down because they can't have people congregating. So that won't, that won't solve a pandemic uh, shelter-in-place problem. But having a having a balcony, they're talking about having spaces so when you come into the dwelling, you can take off your shoes and you can have sort of a disinfectant station. You know, We're going Japanese. Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely, I love it. Absolutely, and I'm like, I should have been doing that all along. I've been a no shoe household my whole life, and I don't understand when people are like, "Come in, wear your shoes," or they 
And I always tell people when I have them over, I'm like, we're a no-shoe household. Bring your slippers, bring your socks, whatever you need to feel comfortable. But we're just a no-shoe household. I feel like most households are no-shoe households. In uh, L.A., they're not. No? No. no. Huh. Uh, not, you're not dealing with snow and mud and, all of, and weather. I suppose that's true. Yeah, Minnesota, everyone takes their shoes off because, yeah, in the winter, you wear your shoes in the house, you ruin the house. Well, and everybody uh, in Hollywood has to show off their $5,000 Louis Vuitton, uh. so. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> exactly. So I, I, just, I always let people know ahead of time because I understand, like, I hate taking my shoes off and running around someone else's house barefoot. So I'm always like, bring whatever footwear that you can wear indoors and feel comfortable and we'll have fun. But I don't want shoes in my house. We've been having an ongoing battle about that for years with Tom Bernard. What? Mm. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, I can't invite you over to my house then. Tom does <laughs> not like to take off his shoes, but he's doing it in the new dwelling because I sent him an article saying that they found coronavirus on the bottom of shoes. Yeah. There's a scientific mm. paper saying that it was on the bottom of people's shoes. I'm not buying we're, it. We're spraying our shoes with alcohol when we come in. Yeah. And yeah. your mouth, too. Yeah. <laughs> just a little spray. We've been doing that for a long time. <laughs> You've been spraying your mouth. I know. We were just talking about that. If you get pulled over now, you've had a couple of drinks, you could just say, I just sanitized. <laughs> yes, exactly. I just <laughs> I wonder if breathalyzers, does isopropyl uh, trigger those? I'm sure it does. It's alcohol. Well, mo- no, mo- most, of the, most of the sanitizers are not isopropyl. They are ethanol. Are they? Ethanol-based, oh, really? yeah. They were isopropyl when I was a kid. Yeah, well, these are ethanol. I suppose really? isopropyl is kind of harsh, I can't harsh, see huh? this. What does this say? Oh, this is like lavender and elderberry. Oh, no, it's a, it is ethanol, 62%. Here, Here. here's 62%. The, profe- the professional can. There professional can yeah that's the foam in foam out stuff ethyl alcohol ethyl same alcohol thing. that's yeah. the same alcohol. stuff yeah, yeah. it, it is. was actually when i was at the university of utah that one of the professors there uh had done studies this was ooh, a while ago in the early 70s that uh ethanol uh, ethanol was the best way to sanitize your hands well i think for surgery the Makes reason sense. they switched to isopropyl for a while was because people were drinking <laughs> yep exactly. you're kidding me. no alcoholics were going into like public bathrooms yeah. and drinking the hand sanitizer oh, well, that's yeah. enough to kill you I'm yeah guessing. that'll not go over well but they're they're so bad they're such bad alcoholics they can't help it so they switched to isopropyl which not only doesn't really get you drunk, it also makes you horribly ill. Yeah, it's better than that. Win what they, win. It's better than what they did in the uh, the uh, 1910s and you know whenever prohibition was. Uh, they would use methanol because yeah. if you drank that, you would go blind and then die. Oh. Yeah, methanol's not the good one. What was that no. called again? There was called something. squeeze. They would, it actually was canned heat. Canned heat was methanol. They would take the, the this and they would squeeze it through <coughs> bread or some such thing. Oh, and, that's right. And yeah. then they would get the methanol out of the canned heat, and then you would. Oh. Yeah, they called would, it uh, denaturing the alcohol. Denaturing. Yeah. Is that like bathtub gin? It's a lot worse than bathtub gin. Oh. Bathtub gin can be a problem because whenever you make alcohol, you're going to make methanol. There's no way around it. But it's a small amount, and if you do it right, you can filter it out. But this, it, they put so much methanol in it to make it poisonous on purpose. Yeah, no, you, you really can't get the methanol out because you can't f- fractionally distill the methanol out because it has the same vapor pressure as ethanol. So, no, that's a real problem. So when you make, particularly when you make uh, Perry, 
Perry is a uh, alcoholic drink. Uh, instead of made, being made out of apples like Calvados, it is made out of pears, and pears have mm. an enzyme that converts uh, the starch into methanol. So when you do oh. that, you have to do something to destabilize that enzyme or deactivate that enzyme. Mm-hmm. And that's a real issue. So, and that all I you- heard was pear martini. Yum. <laughs> yeah, delicious. <laughs> exactly. Spray. Time to spray your mouth with alcohol, everyone. I'm so a pear martini. It's so hot here in LA too. It sounds really refreshing. Yeah. You're fine. Don't worry about a thing. If there's any methanol in it, that's not a problem. Don't worry about None. it. Done. That's true. Kristen, thank you very much. We will talk to you next week. Sounds good. Stay safe, everyone. You too. Thanks very much. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back. A couple of great guests coming up next hour with the family.